I'm Mark Hoke, and I've got to tell you about the incredible Family Soul Restaurant. They're the only soul food restaurant in Northwest Las Vegas, and simply put, they're the best in the city. Dan and his family have always treated me like I was a part of theirs every time we come in, and we never leave hungry. Start off with the amazing appetizers like their mac and cheese crab balls, crispy wings, and Dan's soul rolls. Then dive into Family Soul's dinners with homemade catfish, hot links, and fried chicken with all the amazing sides you could ever want and finish it off with homemade peach cobbler and banana pudding. Plus, they're now open for breakfast Friday through Sunday, too. So head on over to Family Soul Restaurant right now at 2300 North Rainbow Boulevard, Suite 108, just off the Lake Mead and Cheyenne exits of I-95. Check them out at FamilySoulRestaurant.com or call 725-205-5085 for hours in their menu. Mention KDWN and get the People's Choice Special of Catfish, Yams, and Greens for just $15.99. It's food for the soul and the family, Family Soul Restaurant. 101.5 FM, 720 AM, KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame. Joe DeFalco and your host, Mark Hoke. Anybody feel like doing a press conference today? It's a little media scrum. I did not get him fired. <laughs> he has a checking account with his mom. Oh, my dear Lord. This That's is all the, I got. This is the Mark Hoke Show, everybody. The number one pro wrestling news and entertainment show in Las Vegas. I'm Mark Hoke. Andrew Fishfane is sitting across from me. Throwing a chair at you and breaking down the, the studio door. As long as you rescue my dog first. That's of okay. Uh, of course. And Joe DeFalco from Future Stars who, of Wrestling. Who is tore his tricep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Joe, how's your tricep? <laughs> Tricep's good. You know, I'm waiting for uh, NFL football. Big day. Teaser day. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. By the way, before day at Samstown. Yeah, before we get rolling, by the way, just want to mention real quick that guys go on if you want to go go to markhokeshow.com and click on our links for betonline.ag cuz we're an affiliate there now. So, you know, if we actually get some of you making some uh bets down there, you support the show. We'd really appreciate it. So, just go to markhokeshow.com. You can get 50% matching bonus up to $1000. You put in the code BOL1000, all right, once you get there. But go to our link first at markhokeshow.com. But, like, betonline.ag, you can actually bet on wrestling, NFL, Major League Baseball, any sport you want. You can bet on darts, cricket, and you can even bet on who the next president of Brazil is going to be on this website. CM Punk. So if you make the investment, you call one eight hundred Joe Wins. He'll give you for just ninety nine ninety nine the hot tips in wrestling betting. Yeah, there you CM go. Punk. So <laughs> so go to markhokeshow dot com right now, and you're going to see it on the front page and the sponsor page, and you know bet on your NFL games and whatever else you want. It's all there. It's literally all there, like cricket and all sorts of stuff. It's nuts. All right, so let's get into. The pro wrestling news of the week, because of course, when we 
last left you here on the Mark Hoke Show and KDWN. All out was all in. (laughs) All out was going to be taking place. We'd already seen Clash at the Castle from WWE. And, you know, we we were eh, on this card. And honestly, I watched it. And, you know, we got to talk about what happened there first. Because it was a great card. The wrestling is fantastic. And I will say this. I think it's a little, it's a very minor story that came out of it. But one of the things that, and I don't know why it bothered me so much, was hearing Tony Khan whining about the fact that he was the third wrestling show to be to be aired that weekend. That was something. Yeah, we're gonna. We're, there's a lot of press stuff afterwards. Yeah, I know, but card. I mean, it's like, dude, shut up. Yeah, well, he came up with a good idea. Just stay, and somebody just, copied you. Just stay, just stay in your lane, dude. So, at all out, the what's usually the biggest card on of the year for. Eight all elite wrestling. Uh, let's. I don't want to run down the whole thing. There's a lot of matches, but too many. Um, Eddie Kingston had a great match on the pre-show with Tomohiro Ishii. They. Oh, did you really? See did Ishii, uh, there, did you guys see Ishii's shoulder? Yeah, there, the there, there's 15 matches. You're going to talk about the pre-show? Well, I'm I'm, I'm running down through the card. <sighs> I'm running through the card. Kingston chopped Ishii so bad that his shoulder was like the blood vessels were raised. But good match. Um, we had the casino ladder match where Stokely Hathaway won, where a, a bunch of different wrestlers were in there, but a joke, the Joker came down in a black suit and a mask after Stokely Hathaway, the manager and a bunch of his guys came down, cleared the ring and Hathaway had climbed up the ladder, got the chip, which symbolizes who gets an EW title match. And then the Joker came down, took the chip from him, and off he went. Didn't take his mask off. And that may have so. been that may have been one of the most expensive wins in history because do you know how much money they had to spend to you to get the rights to play the Rolling Stones "Sympathy for the Devil." They did a, as MGF walk. Uh, sorry, as the Joker get walks out. down. Fish. <laughs> Darn you! Oh, like like Cooper? everyone doesn't know by now. Oh. You if know, you're listening to this there show, are people that may not know out there. If you're you listening know, to this you show, go. you're a wrestling fan. You know, we got to paint They're the waiting picture. Waiting for him to tell everybody who the Joker was. Yeah. Yeah. Good it's lord. Okay. Um, we had the finals of the AEW Trios Championship. Meant nothing. Which, <laughs> which the Elite won. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks taking that down after Hangman Adam Page buckshot Larry to John Silver, his own teammate, to propel the Elite to their first AEW Trios Championship in the inaugural tournament. And how long We're did that last? We're laughing about that because <laughs> of what happened. Uh, Jade Cargo got a win. Cute little match with Wardlow, who was on the show last week. We handed the podcast. You can go back at markhokeshow.com or markhokeshow.podbean.com and download those podcasts and hear that interview with Wardlow. But he and FTR had a cute little match with uh, Dax Harwood's daughter coming out and getting a little pencil snap and all sorts of fun stuff. Fun match there. Fun match. Um, Hobbs beat Starks. The the match of the night, honest to God, was Swerve in our glory, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, beating the acclaimed with pretty much everybody after that match screaming they should have called an audible because the acclaimed are so ridiculously over. It is not even funny, but a terrific match for those guys. And because of the reaction to that match, they've got a rematch coming up at Arthur Ashe in a couple of weeks. Uh, Tony Storm won the interim AEW Women's Championship. Big shock. That we knew that was coming because she was planned to win the championship outright 
before Thunder Rosa came up with her injuries. Her and injuries. Air yeah, quotes. A little heat on her. Uh, Kristen Cage. And I know you were mad about this one, but there was a reason. There was a reason it happened. They should have just canceled the match then. Well, uh, he, exactly. It's like, wow, what a work that whole show was. Unbelievable. Yeah, Cage. Jungle Boy came out and got attacked by Luchasaurus again, but he took a nasty spot on the pyro grill, by the way. Yeah. He, he he looked like somebody threw him on a grill but in a restaurant. Is, isn't this the second Luchasaurus turn in, like, a month? Well, they faked <laughs> it, and now they, they brought it back, because Cage is going to be out now. He also has a torn tricep. Technically the third turn, because it was like he was with Prince, yeah. uh, with, with Jungle Boy, then he wasn't with Jungle Boy, and now he's back with Jungle Boy, so technically three turns. Yeah, no, I got you. That's, that's what I went. You, you are correct, sir. But Cage yeah. gets a quick win on his way out. Quick win was like 30 seconds. Yeah. Well, what quick. a dumpster fire. Oof. Chris Jericho beats Brian Danielson. Which really I, good match that was, and that that's the one outcome I, I was I can't I, I'm I'm happy they did that because you know I I love Jericho I think he's he's one of the, probably one of the best workers today with everything. But it was great what happened because now Danielson can get his win back just like Moxley wanted to get his win you know at least get his win before he was losing. Yeah. So now now they can do that with the, the Jericho Danielson too. Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro beat the House of Black, uh, of course, led by Malachi Black, who is apparently out the door at AEW for personal reasons. Oh, he was blowing kisses to the crowd yep. and Took hugging his people. Yeah. So that we may have seen, at least for a while, the last of Malachi Black. Uh, I think he I think Alistair Black will be back. Possibly. Yeah. Hopefully then, his mental health issues will work. Exactly. <laughs> and then CM Punk in the main event defeats John Moxley for the AEW World that, Championship. That wasn't the main event. <laughs> good, pretty good match. And then the we go event. to what was the true main event of the night, which also I think is going to be a turning point for AEW in a good way. And we'll 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 spin this in a little bit. So well, after CM Punk and Cole Cabana are friends again, and they're going <laughs> to team up with Ace Steel against the Elite. Oh God, no! For the new trios championship. Well, that, yeah. that's, that's something they could do. So right anyway, there. so after the match is over, or the matches are over, we have the usual scrum that Tony Khan likes to do with all the performers, and he is sitting with CM Punk, and Mister Punk, unprompted. Talk, speaking to a reporter who was apparently friends with his buddy Cole Cabana, which, of course, there's been some recent controversy with some promos that were done because everybody thought that Punk tried to get Cabana fired from all of their stuff that happened years and years ago from the podcast lawsuit, and Punk goes off, going off on Cole Cabana, going off on the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, Going off on Adam Page, Hangman Adam Page, MJF, MJF, <laughs> even Tony Khan himself, as Tony Khan is sitting there watching this all go down. If you haven't seen it, go listen to it because it is a profanity laced. Holy cow! Did you just really do that kind of thing? Well, so work, huh? I don't. Yeah, I don't know if this was a work because then we go back to the back. Punk is in the back. And apparently Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, after Punk made the invitation, he's been saying, if you have a problem with me, come see me. Well, they did. Not sure 
because of different accounts, whether the door was actually kicked in or they were let in the room. They got but, in the forbidden door? Yeah, they got in that forbidden door because a brawl started between the three of them, CM Punk and East Steel. Uh, Matt Jackson apparently and CM got punched by CM Punk, and we had a Ace Steel throwing a chair, hitting Nick Jackson in the eye. Ace Steel also apparently pulled Kenny Omega's hair and, and bit, bit him. him. <laughs> but but after but, Kenny Omega grabbed the dog and put him out of the harm's way, which was very nice to Kenny Omega. Yeah, I mean, you know, kudos to Kenny Omega, who's an animal lover, because Punk's he must dog be was fans in there. of the Young Bucks. <laughs> yeah, Punk's dog was in there, and Ace Steel's wife was watching the dog. And before this brawl started, Kenny Omega actually got took the dog and got him out of the room. And then gets bit by the human. Go figure. But, yeah, I, got, I got confirmation. Uh, Ace Steel's a dirty fighter, and he will bite you in a fight. Nice. Well, he he, he did. So, of course, everybody's wondering what's going to happen because of this. Well, So on Wednesday, AEW, Tony Khan is on AEW Dynamite and announces basically all out didn't happen. CM Punk is no longer the AEW World Champion. That title has been vacated. The AEW Trios Championships were also vacated as those five, plus Christopher Daniels, uh, Michael Nakazawa, all were suspended indefinitely. How is Punk not suspended? No, he is. They're all he was, no, they're, no, they're all suspended. No, the, it was just the Omega's young. It was never mentioned the Punk no, or Steel were suspended. They are suspended. No, I saw that uh, Punk are. was, but then again, he was injured again anyway. So Yeah, all seven of them have been suspended. And uh, the worst part for those guys was AEW's legal supervisor, who's also the Jacksonville Jaguars legal supervisor, was there apparently. So everybody's out for a while. How is Cole Cabana not suspended? Everything started because of him. <laughs> Poor Cole. You know, that leads me to a question, and I, I told Mark I was going to ask you this, and I wanted to get to this because to me this is the crux of the matter. And apparently, CM Punk is the most universally hated person backstage right now in AEW. What do you do when one of your main guys, the guys you're paying the most money to, is that hated? Can you just get rid of him, which would obviously seem to be the best thing for business there? Or do you have to say, hey, guys, you got to figure out a way to work together? That was for you, Joe. Oh, okay. Well, uh, it's a really touchy situation. You know, in, in the contract, I'm going to assume that there's probably something in there for, you know, uh, you know, the way CM Punk acted, that they could void the contract. If not, I guess they can get rid of him and then still pay him all his money if that's what they wanted to do because is his contract guaranteed? I don't know. I would think it is. So, you know, Tony Khan, he's got more money than everybody else. I mean, his father's got more money than everybody else. So, you know, writing him off, you know, for a few million bucks, I guess that's fine, but, you know, I've seen things that make a lot of sense. Well, if they actually broke the door down and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega don't get fired, well, now it opens up the lawsuits from Ace Steel. I mean, from the new owners of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Ace Steel and CM Punk. And that's why everybody's suspended right now, because they are doing a full investigation. It's by a third-party independent. Apparently, you know, if 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 we see the uh, Jaguars become move to Chicago and become the Chicago Jaguars, we know who won the lawsuit. 
Wow, Joe DeFalco, everybody. Of course, this is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM. I'm Mark Hoke, along with Andrew Fish, Fane, and Joe DeFalco. We're discussing the fallout from All Out. I just said that. That sounded pretty good. Um, that should be, yeah, that should be the name of their next show, Fallout. Fallout from All Out, yeah. <laughs> and, some, you know, of course, some other things have come out since that time. The, Of course, the Trios Championship that was vacated was won by death triangle that night. They didn't even screw around. They made the announcement. These titles are vacant. And the next thing up new trios champions right away and announce a world championship tournament. Uh, six guys in this tournament, which is going to conclude at the big Arthur Ashe show. What's it called? SummerSlam. Oh wait, no, that's the WWE. Event. No, it's the grand slam. It's, <laughs> I, know. It, it, I know. Funny, <laughs> but i uh, that was we're down to four in that tournament right now, and we have the semifinals, which is going to be uh, Danielson and Chris Jericho on one side of the bracket, John Moxley and Sammy Guevara on the other. The winners will face off at the AEW Grand Slam on September twenty first. So Moxley AEW and Danielson. Champion. That's a good possibility. No, so Moxley and Danielson. That's a good possibility. No, that's what's going well, to happen. Well, well maybe they want to reward Sammy Guevara for dropping another person on their head. Who knows? Yeah, because we had another, yeah, poor uh, Ruby Soho took a, broken, took a broken nose in that match on the pre-show. So, yeah, in the mixed tag match. So, Whoops. like I said, Moxley and Danielson, huh? It would appear to be headed that way, you would think. You would think. I would imagine Danielson's probably going to get his win back, as Joe said, over Chris Jericho. Um, and Moxley's going to beat Guevara, uh, but you know a couple of but you know there's been a couple other things that have come out of this too, that there was a talent meeting again led by Danielson, Moxley, and Jericho. So some of the mature people in the room, instead of the last talent meeting, stepped up in the room and said, "Look, we got to get this straightened out." And apparently, there's kind of a sense of relief that CM Punk is gone, and and of course, you know, look. We all know the Bucks and those guys have a little bit of a reputation as being kind of jerks, too. So the, my question out of all of this, is AEW better off because all this stuff came to a head and everybody that seems to have attitude problems backstage just you know, took it, took it hard here? They're out. They've lost their titles. They, you know, Tony, who should have cracked down on this stuff a long time ago. I mean, you know, this should have never gotten to where Punk did that promo on his own against Adam Page. But now, all of a sudden, everybody's tearing CM Punk apart. I mean, Bobby Fish, who's apparently left AEW, did an interview where he tore Punk apart. They had a match, and apparently Punk <laughs> acted like a jerk. You're seeing all this stuff coming out about Punk and all the old promos from WWE. But, you know, the Bucks and Omega were kind of, you know, very clicky back there, too. So... Is this a chance for them to have a locker room reset and maybe let some of these guys who are more experienced and more level-headed take charge of that locker room and run the show back there, guys? What do you think? I'll let Joe answer first because I have a definite thought about it. Well, the problem is it starts at the top, and the top is Tony Khan, and he's still there. So that's one of the main issues going on. It's like he's sitting right next to Punk. He allows it to happen. You know, the the, the word in, in AEW is if you hang out with Tony Khan and you're part of the clique and you hang out after the show, drinking and partying with him, you're, you're going to get the push. If you hang out with the Young Bucks, you, you're, you're going to get the push. If you're in the right clique, 
you're going to get things that other people aren't. So, unfortunately, I don't. You know, it, it's great that those guys are in that position, and having obviously a Jericho, a Danielson. Well, they also had them before, and all this still got exposed with them there, and nobody stopped it then. Now all of a sudden they're the saviors. Well, why why have we been hearing about it for two months? How come Moxley, Danielson, and Jericho didn't put a squash to it two months ago, three months ago, when we were hearing all the inner issues going on between them? Fish, go ahead. And yeah, I'll, I'll my, respond to that. My, my thought is that it makes the company look ridiculous. It makes them look immature, unprofessional, and it, it like it, whether you like the WWE and Vince McMahon or not. You knew he was in charge, and this would never fly. This would never happen there because you knew he was going to put his foot down. Tony Khan is like the little kid who's so excited to be hanging out with all the big names and the big guys. He's almost starstruck. And and Joe's right. If you're hanging out with Tony Khan, you get what you want. But Tony Khan is too immature and doesn't know beans about the business to be able to do what he's doing. Well, here's but here's the thing, too, is that as someone right, who's a business the independent owner, scene, you see it all the time, except yeah. now it's at the biggest, you know, scene. Uh, it's a major company, and the and the guy who runs it is the biggest mark because he wants to hang out with the wrestlers and take pictures. And oh, he's got Suzuki on the show, and he's got to hug him. Oh, he's got Cesaro. Let me let me hug him like a little little boy who got to go to the meet and greet. Exactly. Well, well, but here's but here's the question: At this point, does Tony Khan realize? You know what? Maybe I was doing some things wrong, and I, and I think you know, and, and I think you have to give him a fair shot at least Wait, to, he's, to he's learn had, from all this because I'm sure years. because I'm sure there's a lot of people sitting around saying to him, "Okay, look, dude, this is this is partially your fault." And if look, if I partially, if I was, it's all his fault. Well, it's not and all. It's, his of course, it is. He had absolutely no here. control. But, it's it's total and, lack of institutional control. And no, he it don't. I, you don't have to give him a, a pass. He's been doing. I'm it for, not giving him a pass. You are. You just said you should. You got to say. You got to back off. No, he's been doing it for three years. He needs to know by now. He's not going to change. No, I'm he's, talking about moving he, forward. He's but, still going to be a little fanboy. No. How do you know that though? Because After that's something we, like this, because, because that's who he thing, is. Because here's the thing: is that you, when you're growing as a business owner, you're gonna make mistakes and you're gonna do things wrong. Because and and obviously, at this situ, when you have a situation like this, you have to see what's gonna happen afterwards. Because he's got to be looking around because it, as a person who's in business, saying, you know what, I made, I'm, I screwed this up. I screwed yeah, this up. So either he's gonna change it or he's not. But you got to see what the outcome is first before you well, just say he's not going to do it. But you're giving him a pass on the fact that we heard about it eight months ago. And it's just continually, continually until it finally exploded. But there's stuff that could have been done six months ago right. that and, we were hearing and that I, didn't get done. And I totally agree he didn't do it. And if, he, so, if, if so he's going to change from this, do you no, learn he, from he this didn't, or not? Because if he'd learned from it, the first thing he would have done was fired CM Punk immediately. Because that's going to send the message immediately that this will not fly. And he still let it fly. Well, In, and, in and, the real world, a rich, spoiled brat is always a rich, spoiled brat. And... and he doesn't know any better. He's been he's been handed the keys to the to the Maserati to the Porsche. Here, son. Oh, you screwed up. Don't worry about it. Daddy's going to make it okay. Well, we'll find out because 
if if he keeps letting the stuff go, he lets it go, and he and he's going to screw. He the already did. Up. He, well, he did, but the question, like I said, the question moving forward is is after he drove he, the Maserati he, he, into look like just for example, my grandpa was a heavy drinker, drink, drank, 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 and and finally ran his car into a telephone pole, and then. After that, he stopped drinking because he realized after all these years he was screwing up. Does does Tony Khan make the adjustment? That's all I'm saying. If, if he'd made the adjustment, like I said, CM Punk but, would have been fired. But he didn't then. But will he now? Is he, the question. It's it's six days later. He should have. The the adjustment you make is I see but, what happened he's now. Got, he's he's got, got to be fired immediately. But he's got, they've got to wait for that investigation. To go Why through. you knew, you you've got a legal team in you there? Don't, you don't know it. He was sitting next to him at the press scrum. He did. That's that's what you fire him for. Nothing else. You don't have to fire him for anything else. What he said at the press scrum was enough to be a fireable offense. Show how much respect CM Punk has for Tony Khan as he did it right there with him in his face. Yeah, he was pretty stupid. I I agree. All right, hey, let's take a break. As you can see, this is pretty crazy. More on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. Stick around. We'll be right back. When it comes to having the right attorney in your corner, you want to have a proven winner on your side. And Russell Dutch Boyd of VegasCouncil.com knows how to win in Las Vegas. Boyd graduated at 18 years old from law school and is also a three-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner. And no matter what legal challenges you're facing, Boyd will help you through it all. As a litigation attorney, he covers multiple areas of law, including personal injury, business law and startup, cyber law and crypto clients, and whatever else you might need to navigate the legal waters of Las Vegas and beyond. Just visit VegasCouncil.com to set up your free initial consultation today. That's VegasCouncil.com and let Dutch Boyd help you win today. Once again, that's Russell Boyd at VegasCouncil.com. Hi, this is Mark Hoke. Has out-of-control inflation, gas prices, and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple-to-use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that 9-to-5 job behind, visit TradingMadEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadEasy.com. 1015 FM, 720 AM, KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. We're still fighting in here. This is great. Tony Khan is just a little... Tony, the only person who's a bigger mark for AEW than Tony Khan is you. Stop it. Stop it. You're giving. I'm looking you're, at you're it from the, No, hey, you're not. You're, on, giving, on, you're giving the company Stop, a pass. Hang on a minute. I'm not giving anybody a pass. You this are. is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM, Talk of Las Vegas. Man, I didn't expect we were going to have a war in here after the war at AEW. That's because it's because you're giving him a pass. I'm not giving him a you pass. Said, you said that All the company's better is, for it, he, and it's ridiculous. Does Tony he Khan learn is a from fa- it or not? No, he's a fanboy, and he doesn't care as long as he's hanging out you with CM Punk. Uh, he's you, cool. You, they have uh, got to be the third guy. As the third guy, Fish sees you as the pro AEW guy, and they can do no wrong. And you see Fish as the WWE guy. That's why. 
Probably. <laughs> no, I'm looking at it from a perspective of does Tony Khan learn from this or not? And I know what you're and Fish, I know what you're saying. He should have fired CM Punk. I get it, but there's a legal thing going on right but now. It, the, the, Again, he should have fired everybody. What are you going to do? Is he going to fire everybody, or is he going to turn it into a wrestling angle? Uh, should he have fired MJF because he wanted more money and he exposed it, and then they finally came to an agreement? Yeah, you know, and, and, and all WWE have fired Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels for when they used to get into fights all the time. It happens. No, I know. And, and, and the bigger issue to me, and this is what I mentioned to Mark, is the TV contract is coming up relatively soon. Warner Discovery, while they may like some of the, the publicity, may not like the attention that's going on or the reason it's happening. So, well, so, you know, it's funny. It's like they were so worried about bleeping out like some basic curse words. So are, are they okay with uh, brawling amongst the uh, the wrestlers uh, instead of saying a naughty word? And all I'm saying is is that Tony Khan is going to have to take a hard look at everything he's been doing. If he totally ignores this and keeps doing business like he's doing business, they are in major trouble. But he did but, he did ignore it, and that's why it got to the point it got to. Uh, if he was a real boss, he would never have, as Joe well, said, he wouldn't have ignored it uh, six but, months ago. But he's ago. also got to grow into I, this, I got too. The, I got the perfect answer. Oh, Urban Meyer is making a lot of money from Jacksonville, making the commissioner <laughs> of AEW. And we're all set. I agree. Perfect. That would be kind of fun. An interesting angle. He seems to like wrestling, so you might as well pay him the $6 million a year. Yeah, but he, he, prefer, he prefers the intergender wrestling. Oh, Lord. You know, there is a person that pr- could probably settle this dispute right now if he was here, by the way. And that's Dutch Boyd from VegasCouncil.com. Got to make sure we mention him. Business law. Uh, personal injury, crypto law, intellectual property, whatever you need, you can give check out Dutch Boyd and he'll give you a free consultation right now. Get over to Vegas Council, C O U N S E L dot com, and say hi to Dutch and maybe he can settle all these fights. But it's Vegas dot com. Anyway, he's not an AEW mark, so I, I think that he would. Uh, I enjoy would see wrestling. It. Period. I told you, if Tony I, Khan had changed, he would have fired Punk on Monday. Period. I'm not talking about changing then. I'm talking about changing now. Now, does after all this craziness, but it, the craziness happens and, Sunday, so you fire him Monday and it's done. But I don't think legally they can do that. If you're, fish. If, you're, if you're paying out his contract, you can do whatever the hell you want with him. I I don't think that they until the, the investigation about the fight's over that they can do it. I told I, you, I you're not firing I'm him for the fight. At you're it not from a business. You're person. not firing him for the fight. You're firing him for what he did at the, at the press scrum. You were sitting right next to him. There's no investigation necessary. I'm just saying, dude. I'm looking at it from a legal perspective. Would I? Would I have been tempted? Would I have? I mean, I wouldn't have let Punk do that in the first place. There's no way. To even Tony. I mean, I watched that thing, and Tony almost stepped in and said something. He said something along the lines of, "Oh, we should have said no comment." And like, you should have stopped him. He should have stopped. Uh, that him. was the biggest. There's no question about it. He Tony Khan was him. acting like the enabler, and that I mean, he was and like he, making excuses for he, Punk. And he and I agree wholeheartedly. He has been enabling CM Punk since he walked in the door over there, from the abortion shirts to the the promo with Hangman Adam Page. He shouldn't. I mean, if I was running that company, Punk does not win the title at all. Out. He does not win it because of the promo that he did off script with Hangman Adam Page. There's no way I let but, him win the title after that. He's gonna, there's, but, another, there's another technicality off script. AEW gives you the freedom to be yourself, and we don't have scripts. We don't have writers. 
we let you go out there and say what you feel. Well, I guess that backfired. But Tony Khan is so enamored with CM Punk that he'll never allow. He, he, he's going to let the he's going to let the inmates run the asylum, and this is what happens. Well, well, he did by hiring the Bucks and all those guys from the first place. That's a see, and that that is another issue. Don't sit there and tell me that the Bucks and Kenny Omega are innocent in all this. Oh, I they when, ran Cody when Rhodes did, out too. When, when did you hear me so, say that? So all and well, I'm just I'm just stating fact here. Tony Khan, if he if he does not look at this situation and all this stuff that build up because he didn't keep control of this thing, you can let people. You know me, I, I love unscripted promos. I think people should should be going off bullet points and doing their thing. But when they step out of line, you have to step in. And I think that you know when I remember when Punk wore the, all the abortion shirts, somebody asked him about it, and and whether you like abortion or you don't like abortion. No one he, likes abortion. You can't, you cannot allow that to go on your on your wrestling program. It's bad for business. We've talked about that. But Tony Khan said, "I want to let my performers express themselves." I, I don't but even, there's a point where that has to stop because say, it's not good for right, business. I, say, I don't even think it's about it. he likes to perform. I think he's just afraid to get CM Punk upset because he again he is so enamored, and it's not just Punk. But right now, that's the guy that we're talking about. But CM Punk's a guy you don't he doesn't you don't like what you're doing. He's just going to leave. He doesn't care. He isn't worried about the money. You know, how many years did it take for him to come back? He finally got into a situation where, oh, okay, this guy's going to let me do whatever I want. And he probably said, come on in, Phil, do whatever you want. We just want you in here. You're going you're gonna to turn things around for us. And he said, okay, give me this, that, and the other thing, and I'm going to do whatever I want. Okay. Part of, and part of me also he thinks he made the major coup. He got CM Punk back to wrestling where nobody else could. I, I know, but looking back at it, part of me thinks that it was, and it wasn't. I don't think it was a master plan, but it's almost like AEW got played in a way by the WWE because I think that that Tony Khan thought I have to get CM Punk, and I, that'll show the WWE. Meanwhile, WWE doesn't even wouldn't even want Punk back now. If Punk asked to come back there, probably not. I I think that everybody that's running that and and you know I think when Tony made some changes and and put in a bunch of new people around him in terms of talent relations and things like that he's starting to see hopefully hopefully that the way he was doing things at the beginning isn't going to work now that the company has grown now that you've got bigger names and so on and you know, but he he made the mistake and kept going like he was in some areas, and it was too late. So now I don't think he either he either fixes it or he doesn't. I and don't that's think all Tony, I'm saying. I don't think it, I don't think Tony Khan changes at all from this. I, and the proof of that again, the big story was was everything that happened at, at the media scrum, and all Tony Khan had to say was, "I can't believe the WWE had a wrestling event on the same day I did," and that was stupid too. I I think he's got there are there are a lot of good people around him in that company. And not one of, not one of them smart enough or, or or brave enough to say something to him to tell him to shut up. Well, you know it's it's sometimes I've like told him to shut up numerous times, but I don't know. You know, it's sometimes it's, <laughs> it's like with a, it's like a drug addict or an alcoholic until something really bad happens, they don't listen. And even and, well, the problem well, is even then, does he look at it as bad? Ratings uh, were up four percent, so. What are we doing wrong? We we got more eyes on our product after this whole issue happened. Why is it so bad? It's wrestling. Bad publicity is better than no publicity. Welcome you to the know, wrestling. Everybody's business. got it. Every 
he can justify that everything that happened has actually helped his business. Unless the television company says, hey, bro, you know, if this stuff keeps going down, we're, we're going to pull you. Then maybe that's what's good. You know, when you say with the drug addict and alcoholic, he's got to be woken up to something and make him want to change. Mm-hmm. And if he sees things are going and he's like, oh, look at that, man. Ratings went up again. You know, unless he gets shut down by daddy, which daddy's, you know, the television station, then maybe that's the wake-up call. But until then, you know, I guarantee you he's still partying, he's still hanging out, he's still doing what he's doing. Yep, we're going to find out. It's, it is a crossroads moment for all elite wrestling, that is for sure. Yeah, and, uh, you know, part of me hopes that they, they don't blow it, that because they, they do have a chance to, to do something here. But I just I, to me, Tony Khan is an absolute moron. So I, I don't think they have that shot because they have the wrong guy in charge. Well, and, and one of the things that I think that when you have, you know, you've got guys that have been there for like Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross and so on. There's a lot of experienced people around him. And maybe this is the chance for them to say, hey, look, if you want to avoid these this from happening again, this is what you need to do. Maybe he'll listen. Maybe he won't. If he doesn't, I think he's a fool. You know, he he has to look all at all this and say, "Man, we can't have this happen again." So, I mean, but, the, but on the other side, Joe, you you know, Joe, you're right too. You have to, but the the ratings actually, by the way, just so you know, on that on Dynamite, were up to like 1.2 at the start, and then it actually tailed down to about 880 thousand by the end of the show, which was kind of weird. But I guess I, people want to see yeah, him. the thing the, is ratings. You know, CM Punk hasn't been the ratings bonanza. And it's like, you got to also remember, CM Punk, but then they brought in Danielson, they brought in all those guys. So they're that niche company. They're not going to get, you know, it was like when TNA got to a million, they were still getting slaughtered by WWE. And they were like, well, it's costing us $60 million to get an extra, you know, 150,000 viewers. Is it really worth it? Yeah, this, it's, a, it's an intriguing situation. I like it. This is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 7.20 AM. We are the talk of Las Vegas, the top pro wrestling show. Eh, universe? And it, Cosmos? Yeah, now, the, the, the only uh, analogy I can make to anything that's happened WWE-wise was, and it just come, came to mind, is like the plane ride from hell. And what was the fallout from that? People were fired. I, and I, yeah. I, I, I can't remember who was fired. I'm not, I'm not trying to be... Scott Hall got fired. Yeah, low-end, 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 low-end guys. They didn't fire Ric Flair. They didn't fire Scott Hall. They did they fire Hall. No, they fired Hall, Hall got fired. Kurt Henning. Hall did get fired. They did fire Scott Hall. So the, the, oh. point, the point being, and that's the difference, Vince McMahon immediately said, I'm not putting up with this baloney. Yeah, so... <laughs> right, but they didn't fire Brock Lesnar. They didn't fire Ric Flair. No, if, you're a, if you're a main event player, you, you you try to figure out, you know, a way to keep him. Yeah, Brock Lesnar uh, is a mid, always A insulated. mid-level guy. The problem there is, you know, Ace Steel. You know, he, he's the first guy who's done. He, he's an authority figure. But then you look at the Young Bucks. They're supposed to be authority figures, too. And that's why you probably shouldn't have the wrestlers in that position. Well, a company like that's this. another that's another it's, time for another story because putting them there was what got everybody who wanted to get on board in the beginning. But sometimes you have to adjust uh, midstream. Yep. 
Yeah, the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, if Tony Khan wants to pay me uh, $1.4 million a year, I'll come in there and I'll turn everything around for him. If he, wants to, pay, if he wants to pay me $1.2 million, I'll come in there and turn everything around I'll, for him. I'll, I'll do it for a Big Mac. No, not for a Big Mac. Not a chance. <laughs> but, nah, you, don't, you, you need to get paid to deal with him. On, on my level, it's like, geez. I need to get paid. This is, this is ridiculous dealing with these people. And oh. th- these are low-end guys who think, you know, I can just imagine the egos because we have these low-end guys who have never made anything in this business, and they're, like, in their upstart, and, you know, 90, 95% of them will never eclipse being a decent indie wrestler, and the egos are through the roof. I imagine guys who are now, you know, people that have sold out, you know, 25,000-seat arenas and, and worked Tokyo Dome, say, and sold them out, which is guys like Omega and the Bucks and things like that. You know, if you get rid of those early guys, the Young Bucks and Adam Page and Omega, now what you're just WWE cast-offs. Yeah, I was say, you know, guys who have sold out wrestle, who have headlined WrestleMania. Oh wait, no, Punk never did that, did he? Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, just a, you know, I love how they say that. Well, he never main evented WrestleMania. Well, he he was a marquee match in WrestleMania. Yes, so I was. Uh, you know. No, but and, and the point is, you're absolutely right because you got to, you know, it's not saying that that Punk doesn't deserve to have ego because he has done that. He has helped build the build the wrestling industry back when he was, you know, Summer of Punk 2011, 2012. Same with all of those guys, but at the same time you still have to listen to the boss. The problem is the boss is a wuss. You know, Vince McMahon like him or hate him was a hard ass and you wouldn't you weren't allowed you you couldn't cross the boss. See, if I if it were me and I would if I were if I was sitting in front of Tony Khan right now, I would say, "Dude, I know you love this stuff, but you need to separate and put somebody in in charge in between you and the gang. That's well, what you. He, that's he what I would did, tell him. Right? Now. Didn't he just give Shivani and Cutie Marshall and Sanjay Dutt, and he gave all these guys new positions to to deal with the the talent and Tony Shivani. Things are going to change, and you know, four weeks later, they've had the biggest implosion they've ever had. Well, I'm saying more of yeah, you I, be you you own the company. But you're more of a figurehead, and you have someone else there running the show. Unless he plans on becoming a Mr. McMahon character, Tony Khan needs to back away from TV, back away from it all, and just be the guy that's financing it. Why does he need to be a Mr. McMahon character when you have Mr. McMahon a free agent? Bring him in. Very good point. Sign Vince. Oh, dear Lord. Everybody just said when Vince McMahon was there, you knew who the boss was. You bring in Vince McMahon... As the underling, the Tony Khan. Oh. Could you imagine that? Oh. <laughs> oh. That's the whole gigantic work for Vince McMahon to come back. It's all the work. No chance in hell. And then sh- uh, no, no chance in hell. Very yeah, nicely thank done. You. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but a couple other things. that Well, we've, we've, we've beaten that horse down. But i, I got to mention the return of MJF. Did you know, like on betonline.ag, there's actually a betting odds up there. MJF to win world championship before end of 2022. The betting odds are up on this, believe it or not. Yes is minus 300. No is plus 200. I'm just waiting for him to come back. I'm excited. I can't wait for MJF to come back. When's it happening? Right after Dominic's heel turn. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. Minus five. Dollar in the jar there, buddy. 
But MJF has returned, had a real interesting promo there. It was, gra- it was a great promo. Cause, and and I, will, I will admit, I was, okay, maybe he is turning face because everyone's so thrilled to see him back. He was getting cheered, and then he just turned it the way he should. Yes, he did. He is something else. And, and I thought Moxley's promo. Oh, was brilliant, too, was, because it was, was actually about the championship. Yeah, I, I, and, and the company. A veiled statement about what's going on in AEW, but you know MJF's return. You know, I know Fish. You were worried that he didn't have the momentum, and well, guess what? He, he got it back because <laughs> he's, he's the man. That's the point. He he is he is something special. He's awesome. The way he put over WWE is a great company. Yeah, <laughs> to do anything like they didn't even have to pay for that commercial. Yeah, he goes. The only con I want to work for is Jolly Saint Nick. It, it was crazy, but I. Uh, you guys excited about MGF being back in the fold here? And and does he and does he win the world championship before the end of the year? Uh not sure about that, but it 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 all depends on how they use him. And you know, it everything's been him to go after CM Punk. Now it's going to be like, "Oh, okay, now we're going to have to build this storyline where he goes after Danielson." Gonna, no, Danielson cuz Danielson's winning oh. the title. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's a distinct possibility. No, Danielson, you're not going to put it back on Moxley for a third time. Why not? Because you're just they're not going because that would make no sense for them to do that right now. Why would it not? Well, make either sense? way, they just got to find a good ex WWE guy to put it on. That way, they can have all the titles. Give it to Miro. There's a lot of guys that could be W or AEW champion, but I I I have I don't know if he'll make it by the end of the year though. No, that's that's uh, pretty quick. When's their next? What's their next big pay per view? Uh, that would be Revolution in no- early November. That would be the only chance we would really have to win it. Is that, is that a big pay-per-view? Isn't it like all out and double or nothing? Basically, they're only real big well, deals unless they do it at the Arthur Ashe Stadium again on a dynamite. Which, which Yeah, which is in two weeks. Which is that as Grand Slam yeah. on a dynamite. Yeah, but there's they, they do four pay-per-views. A year, well, so. whenever full gear is, I guess my kid says the other big one. Yeah, revolution. It's revolution, then full gear, and then it comes back to all um, double or nothing and double all or out. nothing all out, and they cycle through that way. So, yeah, but this is going to be fun, and it, you know. But another, but the other one I mentioned real quick before we get to the bottom of the hour was the acclaimed. I know Fish, you had said they're not ready, but it sure as hell looks like they're ready to me after that match. Did they win? They no, they did, did not. Did they win? Then I was right. They're gonna go. They're gonna go the route of the street profits. They're gonna get really close. Well, good it's, effort. You know, I and I thought it was interesting that the those betting odds were up, and they actually still have Swerve My Glory as the betting favorites to win that match at Grand Slam in a couple of weeks. But man, I'll tell you what, and and I wanted to ask that Joe because so many people were saying about that match. Do you call the audible? Do you, you know because of the way that I mean the crowd was going nuts. Every time there was a two count, they wanted the acclaim to win that match. It, or is calling an audible in a match something that's common, and is it a good idea to do it? No, it's, it's definitely not common, and it's rarely used. And it's like, but weren't we saying that three months ago when the Street Profits were wrestling the Usos? Like, oh, they should pull the trigger. They're over. They're over. Oh, okay, they're going to have another match. Oh, that's when they're going to get it. And I remember years ago we had uh, the Suburban Commandos, Reno Scum, you know, they were the they were the challengers, the scum. They had won the belt a couple times. And we did a two out of three falls match, and I was being cute. I was like, oh, you know, we're going to make this work. We're going to have the scum win the first kept fall by DQ. And because I seen it on, you know, Saturday Night Main Events years ago, and that's how the 
the killer bees. You know, they beat the Hart Foundation by DQ in the first fall, and they pinned them in the second. Crowd went crazy. The killer bees, they win the tag yeah, titles. Brian Blair. Oh, they don't win the tag titles because the first fall was a DQ. And we did that with the commandos where they got DQ'd the first fall and then immediately lost the second. The crowd went crazy and was like, oh, it's a revolt of disqualification. And then we ended up having like a ladder match the next the next big show. And the crowd just was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and they should have won at the time before. And sometimes that's the mistake that's made. And... The thing is, they were so geared up for them to win then, and then they lose, just like the Street Profits, that when they had the rematch, the heat wasn't there. They lost. They lose the moment. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's not as natural. You know, I've said on numerous occasions, man, I wish we would have changed up the finish to the match because of the way the crowd was going crazy for, in most cases, the under the uh, the the babyface team, usually it is against the heel team, and it never really gets ha- it never really happens. And now you you sit there and as over as they were, if they pull the trigger, now it's almost like oh now they expect it, and then when it doesn't happen, then they're even more deflated. And when it does happen, they expected it anyway, so they'll never get the reaction they would have gotten if they would have won the match the last time. I, now I, now I, you've I, made I, me very sad, though, because jumping Jim Bronzel and B. Brian Blair never won the tag team titles. No, never. Can you believe that was a bigger misjustice than Ted DiBiase never being the heavyweight champion? Ain't that the truth. Well, we could talk about all those all day long. Well, of course, <laughs> this is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM. Uh, we are going to be headed to break here shortly, but got to mention real quick, hey, we've got another gift certificate to give away from Unique Eats from Chef Dominic and the gang over at Unique Eats on 3100 South Durango, Suite 100 here in Las Vegas. And of course, you can call them at 702-992-3038 or visit at UniqueEatsLV.com. Caller number five is going to win a gift certificate right now. So start calling seven, calling at 702-257-5396, 702-257-5396, and you can get a $25 gift certificate from Unique Eats here in Las Vegas. Stick around. We're going to have more on the Mark Oak Show in just a little bit after the break. We'll be right back. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show, and visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening. 